Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is a podcast that I cannot believe is coming out, and I am so happy that you guys get to see it. Why? Because two years ago at the Super Bowl, me and Emmett Smith got into a fight. Not just a fight, but an absolute bludgeoning of him on me and all Eagles fans. And after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I have not had a chance to go and talk to him. It was contentious. Sims was egging him on. It was bad. Well, about 10.30 in the morning, Emmett Smith came and sat down with a bottle of tequila, and there's really not a better way to patch things up than over a bottle of Eridora. Emmett Smith and I share a few shots. Emmett Smith and I share a few laughs. And at the end, I believe there's a toast, and he says, you're funny man. To the 33% that's been with me for years, this is something that's paying off, and I appreciate you guys that you guys get to see the beginning and the end of what was a contentious situation with Emmett Smith. Here is the Emmett Smith reuniting interview. I'm here with a top 100 player of all time, one of the best running backs of all time, a Hall of Famer, a three-time Super Bowl champion, and someone in Minnesota that kicked my ass on Radio Row because I was an Eagles fan, and I don't know if he remembers it till right now. Emmett Smith, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, brother. How are you doing, man? You are here with Eridora yep. Tequila. Eridora Tequila. This is the Añejo. Añejo. I'm pouring two shots. That's too big. Okay, well, that'll be mine. There you go. Okay. Uh, because I went back and I watched her interview. It was me and Sims, and I was there. I was very cocky about the Eagles, and you really taught me what I needed to know. What was that? This was two or three years ago, and I was a little cocky, and the Eagles fans were talking shit, and you're like, you know what's wrong with you guys? And I look back now, and I look at us now. I'm proud of you getting top 100. I'm up here. I'm doing okay. And I just want to say, I love you. You're doing better than okay. I appreciate you, bro. You're doing better than okay. To you, man. Yes. Eagles and Cowboys getting along. Salute. Salute. Oh, this podcast is going to be great. Hey. Hey. Tell me a little bit about this. Because this right here, Hedadora is celebrating 150 years uh, uh, anniversary. And this in Yeho, this is ultra in Yeho. And it's clear. It's very clear. It's, It's... it's pristine, and you can sip it on whatever you want to do it, on ice. That was delicious. That was very delicious. Are you taking a shot with everyone you're doing an interview Not with? Not everyone. Okay, good. But I, I have taken shots with the last four <laughs> four interviews I did, something like that. It's going to yeah. get interesting. Yeah, no, uh, no. Now's the time to ask him a question. Uh, now is the time to Jason ask Jason Garrett, let it loose. Yeah, no. why not, man? Why not? <laughs> I mean, shoot, what you want to know? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, you're a Florida guy, right? Yes, I am. So the Super Bowl being here in Miami, it always has a good vibe. Yes. Um, I don't, I'm not going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl with a lot of people, but you have been to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. 
how, how does this match up? Like, talk about this match. I mean, this is a great matchup. It really is. I mean, I think everybody's enamored with the Kansas City Chiefs passing game with oh, Patrick Mahomes. I love him. Good-looking kid, great arm. Uh, Tyreek Hill, all the speed at the wide receiver. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, tight end that got a lot Stunt, of swag. A lot of swag. Then you also have Sammy Watkins and others. Yes. But the unsung heroes here are the Chiefs running backs. I Nobody figured really, you would no go there. No one really talks about the Chiefs running backs. And I think those boys have potential to really change a game completely. And Damian then, Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start thinking about, look at you. Look at it. And so then when you go from there, you got to go to the 49ers side. Yeah. And you look at the 49ers. They have an awesome defense. They get after the ball quite nicely. And then the offense is not bad at all. And you know what they have? They have. Good running Mo- backs. They have Moster. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Coleman. Did Coleman I'll hurt? Did, did he hurt? He'll some? be back. He's healthy. Good. Matt Burita. He had two weeks, so yeah. He had a good fullback. Yeah. Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, yeah, Cheers, yeah, yeah, cheers yeah, to the yeah. fullbacks. So He's not going to take it. I'm taking it. I'll take it with you. That's two. We're rolling. We're rolling. So this is probably going to come out after the Super Bowl, to be honest. Right. The, the, this podcast. Okay. So I've our, I'm picking the Chiefs. So hopefully I don't sound like an idiot. No, you don't sound like an idiot. I just, for me, I think about Andy Reid. Right. And for me, both of these coaches. You think about Andy Reid because he used to coach in Philadelphia. I won in the win. So yeah, 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 yeah. There's ties there, and I understand yes. that. So I'm trying to separate my ties. Oh, not biased. Not try, I'm trying not to be biased because Lamar Hunt. Okay. Clark Hunt. Yes. They're from Dallas. How about that? They're from Dallas, and it's been 50 years since the Chiefs been back to the Super Bowl. Wow. They were in Super Bowl one, And they're a franchise that I really respect from top down. What they've done the whole time. I, mean, they had I said Super Bowl one. It may be in another. I mean, I think it was Super Bowl three. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one was it went Green Bay, Green Bay, yeah. and then it was Vikings, Chiefs. Yes, yes. Um, I'm curious, man. So much going on in Dallas, and and everybody likes to talk to you about this. How do you feel now? We got the new regime in. We got Jerry. Like, do you feel confident? Are you excited? Because I, I want this crew. Of Zeke and Dak and all those and that offensive line to experience success. I really do too. I want them to experience success as well. Uh, but here's the thing: there's a lot of things that need to take place right now uh, in order to see what type of team we will have for the 2020 year. I mean, Dak Prescott is a free agent, right? Byron Jones is a free, free agent. Amari Cooper, free agent, and there's some others that are free agents. So how do you prioritize that? How do you, I got to go with my quarterback. Okay. I got to protect my running back by having a good quarterback. And then you get to like Amari and Byron, and I look at Byron as one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league. I look at Amari and the success he's had in a short amount of time, and we saw how that offense changed when all of a sudden Dak has a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to decide between those two. If I, if I go Dak first and then it's like he's going to ask for a lot of money, I don't know where I go next. Well, Dak has to understand and maybe take another perspective. The perspective may not be all the money that you yeah. get. It may be how much of the money you're willing to leave on the table because the Cowboys is a marketable organization. And so you got all that extra money. That's so not, if you yeah. are the face of the franchise, would it not, instead of taking 35, would you take 28 Damn. and leave some for Amari and pick up the other 35 uh, through endorsements? Now, you've been on the Cowboys, so you know about that. If somebody said that to you while you were playing, and, and if let's say it was another hall, like hall of Famer like yourself, 
Would you as a kid be able to listen to that? Because it's nice to say from afar. I practically did that. Did you really? I practically did that. Tell me about that. I, I didn't mean, know this. I mean, in some cases, you leave money on the table. You don't get everything that you ask for. Right. I wanted $28 million when I had the whole lot. I wanted to be an $8, $9 million back. I wanted right. 28 for like three to four years. And then who talked to you and said? No one talked to me. It's just the fact that when yeah. I missed those first two games, it's like, okay, just give me the money I need to have. Let me go ahead and do what I need to do. Right. And, and go from there, and then maybe I'm back at the table again. It's so interesting because quarterbacks have so much leverage. They do. Yeah. They do. But just because you have leverage doesn't yeah. mean that. Tim Brown told me this right before I retired. He said, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And that applies in a lot of different things. Oh, my gosh. When it comes down to money, I understand. Dak Prescott right now has made more money off the field than he has on the football field. Has he really? That would not You're change. right. When I fly in an airplane, he's on the magazine when I get in the airplane. I turn on, he's doing yogurt commercials. Sleep number. Sleep number. Yeah. Yeah. There's many more he can do mm. and has done. Because you're right. If you take less and you stay on the Cowboys longer, those deals continue to get bigger and bigger, they too. They continue to get bigger and bigger. I get angry and when especially people. Especially if you're performing. Oh, yeah. I, I get angry at people that question his abilities still. Yeah, I mean, why are they questioning somebody's ability when you only have a limited number of quarterbacks in there anyway? Most of the quarterbacks that – there are lesser quarterbacks that has less than his ability that's been on rosters a lot longer right. doing absolutely nothing but nothing. stealing money than him out there on the football field playing and making money. It's unbelievable. What about Amari? Like, what would your advice be for Amari? Because he's sort of like he's got to wait for these other dominoes to fall. Yeah, I would either, if I'm Amari, I would either say, if I want to be with the Cowboys for the long haul, I got to wait this thing out. But if it's up to me and I got to go and make a financial decision and it's for my family in that regard, then I may have to find me another home. Wow. That would hurt hurt to see because I I would love, I'm not saying they're close to your triplets, but I would love a Dak Zeke Amari to kind of, you know, let's see what this offense could do for the next four or five years. Well, but like you said, man, when it comes to your family and your finances. Hey, at the end of the day, he has to do what's best for him. Dak has to do what's best for him too. But what's best for Dak may not be quite the same as yeah. what's best for Amari. In the words of Marshawn Lynch, keep your mentals, get your, your body, chick- and your chickens. Get your chickens. Your chickens. <laughs> um, running backs right now, you got a favorite? Oh, Inspires man. you? Makes you feel Sha- good? Shaquan Barkley. Saquon. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, along with uh, Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Um, my man, uh, Christian McAfee. Damn. I mean, versatility. I, it's funny. I had Adam. We were talking to Adam Thielen, and I was like, how long have you been a white wide receiver as a joke? But, like, <laughs> I think Christian McCaffrey's already the best white running back in the history of the NFL. I mean, I mean we're, we're talking, like, Dutch Walker. And stuff like that. Yeah, you're talking Craig James, too. And you're also talking, uh, who was that? Uh, Merrill Hodge. Yes. But those yeah. are like fullbacks. Merrill Hodge was not a fullback. But I mean in terms of their style with the neck rolls. And McCaffrey, it's like, this is a 2,000-yard guy. Yeah. This is a whole nother level of yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got a little bit of swag. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I'm going to end kind of with this. Cowboys, Eagles. We've all mellowed a lot because now that we have a Super Bowl, it's not like life or death and we're a little bit more calm. The NFC East. You are maybe a little bit more. I'm a lot more calm. Eagles fans are a little bit tough. But 
I heard a lot of people talking shit about our division this year. Yes. Because we didn't have it. And I, I just want to say to all of them, they don't even know what it's like. Because our games are always prime time. Right. Our games are always national TV. Right. And we're always going to be the catbird yeah. seat. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, it was too much shit talk for me this year. It, they did talk down about our division quite a bit. Yes. Rightfully so. Because we absolutely sucked. Yeah. Were you, um, you think about the Cowboys, you think about the Redskins, and you think about the Giants, the type of season we had. Yes. It wasn't that impressive. Were you ready to move on from Garrett? Like, beyond him being a really, really good guy, yeah. were you ready to move on? I made a statement last January around this Super Bowl that this is Jason Garrett's last year to either put up or not be here. Yeah. And this is a must-win year for him. And I, that, that was my statement last January this time. And he had to win. Yeah. Because there was too much pressure on Mr. Jones and the entire, entire Cowboy Nation to get a new coach. Yeah. And in order to resolve that, he would have had to win and make the playoff and get to the NFC Championship and game. And make a run. And make a run. Yeah. That never happened. Didn't happen. Never happened. I wish your team legitimately success in the future. Thank you. Because I know, because you're a Cowboy, when they succeed, I see a lot more Emmett on television. I see a lot more Emmett pitching out Aradora. (laughs) That's the beautiful thing about being an all-timer. Congratulations to you. Same to you, bro. You are the man. Most definitely. Congrats. Third one. One thing we're having everybody do. That's three shots. Goes down smooth. Aradora and Yeho. If you could reach in here. It's a bunch of sentences that don't even make sense. I just want you, yep. And I want you to kind of look into that camera, learn your line, and say it as dramatically as you'd like to into that camera where that man is standing. It's funny that I pull this one. I don't even know what it says. It says, a legend. Okay, so I just want you to look in that camera and say it in your uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Say what, a legend? That as dramatically as possible. Just a legend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I have to say. Is just, to say. I don't have to describe nothing about nothing. a legend. Nothing. A legend. I got chills. <laughs> I got chills. <laughs> Emmett, you're the man, dude. Oh, boy, you funny. Appreciate you as always. <laughs> Emmett Smith, everybody. Yeah. It's good to have you back in the, in the good graces, Emmett. Out of the doghouse, back to the suite, baby. I do think it's interesting that he says that he thinks that Dak should take less money because of all the out, outside endorsements that he could get. Um, I think that's a, an interesting thing. I'd be very curious if he said that to Dak's face. Uh, oh, little inside baseball. One day I was walking uh, from the interview set to the bathroom, and Dak Prescott passed me in the hallway, and he said, Oh, look at this guy. And he never really said anything, but we dapped up. And I said, how are you? He said, I'm good. And he kept walking. But he didn't have to say anything. I wasn't even looking up. I didn't even see him. But he said, hey, look at this guy. So now, big Dak Prescott fan. Big time Dak Prescott fan. Next up interview uh, is Emmett was in the league for a very long time. And everybody knows his name. This guy has not been in the league for a very long time. But I think everybody should know his name. Wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Alan Lazard. 
a pretty incredible story of somebody that was on the practice squad in Jacksonville, came to Green Bay, uh, really only got a chance because of injuries and stuff. Aaron Rodgers loved what he did in training camp, and they kind of blossomed. And I think he could turn into somebody that could be a really solid third piece for them this year and then maybe has the potential to keep growing. Cool kid. Uh, You'll hear, I thought he was from California. He's not. I don't want to give any more away. This is a guy that I think has a chance to not just be a star on the field, but also off. Here's a really cool conversation with Alan Lazard of the Green Bay Packers. As you can notice, my voice has sucked. Uh, David Ingber, our producer, has told me that Broadway stars uh, use Advil crushed in tea. Tea is so hot. If we're not allowed to use this Alan Lazard, I totally understand. First thing I said to Alan Lazard was, I keep saying your name. I love it. You have a Cali vibe to you. Yes. And you took that as a huge compliment. A huge compliment. And I asked, where are you actually from? Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. You have a lot of sauce for somebody from Des Moines, Iowa. Thank you. How does this happen? It's not all natural. It's definitely a little bit... um, a little bit from my girlfriend, a little bit from friends, you know. Just Where's she from? She's from Denver. She's got, she's got all Denver the vibes. vibes. She's got all the vibes. Who is your, who would you say your inspo is? For um, people that are not, that are listening, not looking, he's got the big frame glasses, he's got the nice watch, yeah. he's got a little jersey, a little Air Force One vibe. Yes, sir. Where, what's your inspiration? Um, Give me Kelly comfort- Olenek vibes. Com- comfortability. That's my, that's my vibe. You know, I'm not too much into the... Trying to look all cute. Yes. As, long as, as long as I look, you know, I don't really care if I look good or not. As long as I'm comfortable, especially this is this is me dressed up now. Like you see me in Green Bay, Dude. it's a whole new whole new story. I've got about six pairs of sweats I wear. Yes. Seven. Oh, I'm like you. I yeah. go out with like a black t-shirt. Yeah. My fiance is like, come on, I'm like this is it. Yeah. This is all you're getting. Yeah. Green Bay is a different mindset. This explains a lot to me, though, why I feel like Rogers took such a liking to you, because Rogers is that Cali, easygoing. I don't need any drama bullshit. That is your energy. Was Thank that was that immediate between you two? Um, fairly so, fairly so. I mean, I think I think Aaron um, is a is a really good teammate. Um, I think he reaches out to a lot of people, um, especially younger guys yes. or guys that you know practice squad. Or but in the past, he's had moments. I'm getting FaceTime by Jonathan Abram right now, and he's not leaving me the fuck alone. <laughs> um, but I feel like he's had younger guys in the past, and it hasn't clicked that well. I mean, that could I'm have sure been the case. I'm sure you've heard about it, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard it probably as much as you heard, but yeah. just being with him day to day, it's kind of hard to understand or I don't, believe those stories. Cause, right. Because, I mean, he, he's been a phenomenal teammate to me. You know, he's looked out for me a lot, and um, obviously he's been a huge part of my success. I'm one of the leaders of the Aaron Rodgers fan club. I believe he's top two, three quarterbacks of all time. What he can Easily. do with a football, I've never seen people do with. Were you a fan beforehand? Yes, a, a thousand percent. I wasn't necessarily a, a Green Bay Packer fan, right? You know, like I said, I grew up in Des Moines, so so. But it's in the I was, I was an NFC North fan for the most part because they got Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay. It's all yeah, the same distance. Yeah. So Lions. So I mean, I kind of just like you know, like I watched the, those games for the most part. Obviously, notice his greatness and the. But then the, you end up going there. Was there a part where you're like, holy shit? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the first day of just like pulling up to the facility. Uh, Lambeau, uh, just like, wow, that's Lambeau Field. You know, it's just so historical. Yeah. All the stories and everything and kind of go out there and experience it first-handedly. And then now I'm in it, 
you know. Did you go up to him and introduce yourself, or did he come up to you? Honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I think I just, I know for a fact I didn't introduce myself. And the pro- I don't think I spoke to him first. I was yeah. going to let him, you know, let him, if you want to say something to me, he's going to yeah, say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, just kind of play it, play it slow. But, yeah, I mean, he's just been cool ever since. I've always heard from new guys in the league, that first year could be a whirlwind. Absolutely. You're training. It's combine. It's mini camp. It's training camp. How does it feel right now to kind of just have time? Uh, great. And, I mean, that's kind of how my last year was, though. You know, even though I was in Jacksonville the whole year on P-Squad, um, once the season concluded and, you know, I finally had that free time, I was like, wow. I was able to like, kind of just live life a little yes. bit and just kind of disconnect and just kind of just find my inner self. And that was a good wide receiving core in Jacksonville. It was. I mean, there's some athletes down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how much appreciation do you have right now? So much. Like, how much perspective does that give you that other people in Everything. the league don't even get it? Everything. And, and that's why I'm so very very thankful and grateful just to have that experience in Jacksonville um, and just to work with those guys down there. They had some great coaches that really coached me up, um, especially special teams-wise. It's something that, you know, I didn't really do in college. And then from the receiver standpoint, Coach McCardell just really just laid a whole foundation. What a fucking legend he is. Just laid a whole foundation of releases, route running, just yes. understanding concepts. And, and you know, I was, I was very fortunate to have Coach Hackett, who was my offensive coordinator down in Jacksonville, come up to Green come Bay. Up to Green Bay, and so already having that previous relationship and his energy, his vibe, yes. very Cali-like. Is he really? <laughs> um, it's just he's just a great a great boost to our team for sure. Um, who taught you how to track? Because your ability to play the ball in the air is fucking really special. Um, playing sports my whole life. I mean, what you did know, you play? Everything for the most part: basketball, baseball. You're from Iowa. That's kind of like Cali. It's more specialized. Iowa. It's like you got to do everything. Yeah, I mean, shit. I went to a 4A high school, and I think my that's the biggest class in Iowa's 4A. I think I had probably 40 to 50 kids on my football team. Right. So you know, I was playing both ways. Wow. Um, You know, we we didn't have numbers like that. Safety corner. What were you? Safety. I got recruited as a safety originally. Yep. Originally got recruited as a safety, then realized I could catch a lot better. Right. And tackle. So. Yeah, man, but, I mean, you had some big catches. I remember right against the Giants. Yep. Um, it's it's fun because because they didn't go out and really get a free agent, they let the young guys shine. Yeah. And, you know, Green Bay, I think, for a long time was kind of worried. Some of the younger guys in the past, I'm not going to bring up all that shit, didn't really develop as well. But I feel like you were one of the guys that everyone really <laughs> enjoyed this year. Green Bay is such an, uh, a unique fan base. It is. Because they're national they're, the city is so tiny. And, and I tell everyone, um, especially from back home, that Green Bay is just a glorified Ames. The only thing different is there's no college town. Like, there's no right. student body. Yeah. But the the fan base, you know, the support from the community, all that is, is the same except for, I mean, they got Lombardi trophies. and We, yes. we don't have a national championship. What was your we're getting what, there. what was your college experience like? Uh, as far as, like, winning and losing? Just, or, like, overall, general? like, being a college kid. It was fun. I mean, I, I grew up about 30 minutes away, so it wasn't too far. My brother was already there. Yeah. My brother's a walk-on, so he already um, kind of tested the waters. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you saw it. In Ames. But uh, I, I had a pretty good time, you know. So I'm what's your really take on it. somebody like Kittle and all the Iowa guys that are having success? Is that uh, rivalry like a real thing, Iowa-Iowa State? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um yeah, it definitely is. Like, does it go into the pros too? No, that's the okay. Thing, it stops. So it's like, because I have Josh Jackson. You know, he's a corner. Of course, up there on um, Brian Physical Malaga, corner. 
you know, yep. one of the coaches uh, for Green Bay is also an Iowa alum. And so if you're and, playing and each other, it's fun that week. Yes. Okay. It, it's fun to just to kind of to get at it, you know what I'm saying? Especially for me because for whatever reason, Iowa State has no rivals other than Iowa. And Iowa is a non-conference team. Right. Every other major school, their, confer- or their rivals, they're playing in late November. Um, it's a conference game. Right. You guys are right in the beginning of the year. Exactly. Yeah, that would happen and when e- I was. Even, even South Carolina and Clemson, even though those two are yes. ACC, SEC, that's still at the end of the year. They save it. They save it. Yeah. Well, Iowa State, that's always the beginning of the year. Um, I, I, I've just seen Jair Alexander and the way that he talks. <laughs> and I was curious, you know, this year you kind of get to the team. Do you have any moments like early on? Was any dudes testing you at all to kind of see? Was he yapping at all? Um, no, no, he's pretty, he's honestly pretty quiet for the most really? part. Yeah. But Am I reading this wrong? Cause when I see but, him out there, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. He's definitely, he definitely talks, but it's all love at the end of the day. So it's a little bit, to me, it's different. You know, if I'm in practice talking shit, yes. you know, I'm doing that because I'm trying to get better, trying to get you better. If no I'm doubt. on a Sunday, I mean it, <laughs> you know, like Do you talk shit. If I have to, what's the best line you dropped this year? Uh, I, oh, I black out. Yeah, I, I just, really. I, I just, I just let whatever comes out comes out. I've heard over the years some people black out in the locker room as they're getting ready. In warmups, they turn into another character. Some people, it's a play-by-play thing. What is your situation with that? Um, I'm starting to kind of do the whole character thing of just like on my uh, my preparation for the game of just kind of like getting into a routine. So like once I start to shower and, and start to get dressed, like all right. I'm starting to get ready. You like, listen to the same music? No. Sometimes okay. I don't listen to music. Uh, I always listen to my to my roommate, Five. Manny, really? Manny Wilkins, he, uh, he makes music. So I always listen to a couple of his songs. Is he the one that went to Miami? And uh, it was the DJ for Rick Ross? Or am I? No, 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 no. no. Okay. He, he, he's, uh, he's on the Packers with me. Okay. No, yeah. but there was, a, there was a guy in the NFL that was. Yes. Yeah, I think he was with the, with the Dolphins. Okay. okay. I think it was. Oh, no, he was, no, he was with the Hurricane. Yes, Miami Hurricane in college, and, and I was making the beats. Yes, I believe. So you got a so Manny Wilkins Manny making Wilkins. beats. Yep, his his, his uh, stage name, rapper name, whatever. Five, five. number five, I V E. I love that. Yeah, good music. He hasn't produced anything like. Yeah, I mean he's made songs that I can listen to, but sure. like it's not on Apple or Spotify yet. So you're right now is the shower hits and you start entering a character. Um, Josh Norman has told me before his is Batman. He, he takes on a Batman personality. Uh, my favorite football player of all time, Brian Dawkins, he would turn into Wolverine. Yeah. Do you, is it a character you base it off of, or is it just a character that you've come up with? Um, it's more so, I guess, a character I come up with. I wouldn't say it's anything particular. Um, it's more so just like self-talking and hyping myself up, getting ready. Yeah. Because I'm about to go to war. <laughs> like, I'm about to go... I need to go out there and, and win a job. Yes. Go out there and, and win. I, I want to be the best. So. I was talking to Adam Thielen earlier, and we were talking about how flimsy this shit can be when you're not a high draft pick, and it could come down to you catch that one ball in preseason. Absolutely. Do you remember the one game where you felt like if it doesn't happen now, I might be XFL in it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, what, what was that? Um, I mean, honestly, when I got cut at the beginning of the season – um, was a really big reality check of like there's a chance I never play in the NFL again or I never get a chance. So I was kind of sitting there just really understanding it, really understanding that whole process and knowing that if I got back into a, a locker room and I got to be active and play again the, to take a full advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. 
And so, you know, I really try to do that those first five weeks, predominantly just playing special teams, um, just going out there, trying to make a play, trying to make a tackle every time. But you could still do that, and it still might not work out. Yeah. You know? And, and it's just all about, it's all about opportunity and timing. So, you know, I, I'm really a person that's – I'm a really patient person. You know, I don't like to rush things. Yeah. I'm very – that's the Iowa in you. Yeah, it probably is. Little, little like maple syrup. Hey, man, you got to let the corn grow before you pick it. Got to. That felt really good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. That's real Wait, thing. where are you from? Where are you from? Well, I spent two years in Nebraska. Ooh. So that was my first so job. You were stationed? <laughs> I was, pretty much. I was spent a new, two years. I was a news reporter in Nebraska, making 18.5. Okay. And I would cover city council meetings, mm. covered a goat fashion show, yeah. covered a lot of soybean and corn crops and yeah, shit like I, that. But I bet you appreciate those times because of course. where you are now. It's like for me, for example, because Kobe passed, I'm, in, I'm a little bit fucked up right now. Absolutely. Where his incessant competitiveness, that's all I can think about. So, like, I'm getting texts from people that are out there and they're partying last night. I went to bed early with my fiance. I got up at 6 a.m. and I'm in the gym. And I'm lifting more weight than I usually lift. Yeah. And I'm thinking about other media members. And it's a non-competitive industry like that. But the whole time I'm going, I hope they got drunk last night. Like, that's my mindset Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And when I see people that didn't have to go through that shit, I, I used to be jealous. And then I got upset. And now I feel bad. That they don't know what that's like. Exactly. Because when you have that, you can call on it whenever you need. You see both sides and of the mountain. You'll be able to call back on that for the rest of your career. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about getting too big. Exactly. Yeah. And I got, I got, a, I got enough people around me that will humble me real quick, too. So. Who's the number one? <laughs> uh, my girlfriend, for sure. Really? Yes. Oh, my fiance will cut me down in a second. Yeah. And then my, my homeboys, too, you know, they joke on me a lot. Call me goofy. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, I look... Cali swag. That's why, I, that's why I enjoyed it because I'm you like, got like that Danny they, Green they, 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 <laughs> I heard that earlier today. Did you really? I get that and Devin Booker a lot. I see that. It's the haircut. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, they'd just be clowning on me. So, yeah, I'd just be living life. Like I said, I like to dress comfy. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up, but like with your Iowa upbringing, I mean, everybody wants to be in the big city, it seems. Because if if, I remember being in Nebraska, people were like, oh, New York's kind of intimidating and all that stuff. Um, what, what were the big lessons you took from it, just kind of like growing up in an area like that? Um, not to be materialistic. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I learned because a lot of people there aren't. No, at all. At all. And um, the Iowa nice thing, I think that's real. Definitely. Um, you know, I think I'm a really nice person. I try to be, you know, like, like you said, I was bringing really good energy as soon as I got here. Yes. Um, you know, I just try to be happy, try to uplift people. I remember in Nebraska, it fucked me up at the beginning because I'd be driving down the road and people would give me the farmer's wave. Yep. And, and my, my dad would be like, do you know these people? I said, Dad, we've been here for a day. I don't know anybody. And it, it was, they would always give me the farmer's wave. Yep. And it's just when you could take that to an NFL locker room and, like, if you're nice to the media, yeah. it's incredible how they'll cover you differently. Yeah. Or, you know, when you get to that 53 and it's not – I need my stats. I need the nice. That can carry you so far. You know, and plus, I just feel like being grumpy, it just makes you feel even worse. You know, just being in a bad mood or being oh. mean to people. Like, I don't like being mean to people, but I'm also not a pushover. <laughs> now that you're on a roster, now that people are going to talk about, hey, somebody did something great. <laughs> uh, now that you're at a point where, like, when I talk about the Packers next year, 
you're not you're going to be a part of the conversation now how do you adjust goals how do you adjust mindset that it's not just make a team now it's excel yeah um i've always had a a bigger picture mindset you know five ten years on where i want to be um so i know where i want to be like i said 10 where my career ends at i know where the where the finishing point is i don't know what's all happening in between no doubt but i know that's where i'll be so i'm not too worried about when it's going to happen um, I'll just take it as it comes and uh, just roll with it, really. I mean, like, like you said, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay true to myself, stay humble. Yes. Um, not, not get too crazy with this because, I mean, I know this, this career is very short-lived. And especially we play a very, a very violent game. True, true. <laughs> so the injuries are, are, are definitely a possibility. So just kind of just enjoying every single day. A lot of people say how important patience is. Very few are able to do it. And if you can do that and know that you can only control what you can control and let everything else fucking go, you're going to be great, man. It gives you way more peace of mind. Oh, yeah. You're not not too stressed. Oh, I got to do this now. I got to do this now. Like, no, it'll happen. It'll it'll take care of itself. The universe universe works out somehow. Shit. Cali Crunchy, Iowa, in the fucking (laughs) house. Alan Lazard. Let's do it. You're the man, dude. Got to get you to the cup. There are a bunch of random sentences. Uh, Take one. Look at my man, the camera right there. Uh, and I need sort of your, like, Denzel Washington best acting line. Okay. Uh, I have no idea what, what it says. Probably not too many big words. Okay. okay. Do I have to look into the camera? Yeah, like, like really hard? dramatic. Okay. His name will echo into eternity. Yeah, I said that right. Yeah, you did. Is that good? Al Lazar. Man, thank you.